0: Hello, beautiful people! Welcome to the Flaws and All podcast. My name is Saber Cash, and I will be your host. This is the very first episode of this podcast, and I am super excited to finally be launching it. Flaws and All has been an idea of mine for about three years or so. So to finally have this little idea be brought to life and be showcased for you all is really important to me, and I'm super excited. And I hope you all like it. Hope you stay tuned in, and I hope it helps you out. So this first video will be an overview of Flaws and All and about myself i feel like of course as a first video you gotta know what you're getting yourself into and also who are you listening to you want to know more about me so i'm gonna go back in my childhood tell you where i came from how i got into where i am now and also how flaws and all kind of came about and what i hope it brings to the table and how it can benefit you the whole point of flaws and all is to really be a resource for women so i really hope this helps you in in some kind of way or helps somebody you know just become a better version of yourself So to start, I will go ahead and just talk about myself. My name is Saber Cash, as I've said. Um, I am currently turning 25 in a couple weeks. I'm an Aries baby, shout out to all the Aries out there. Um, We are amazing people, everybody loves an Aries, I just must say. We are a little ball of fire, but we're super energetic, we're super friendly, very personable, and I love all other fire signs, to be honest, but I know some people think we may be a little aggressive. But I wouldn't say we're aggressive in a bad way, we just, we have a lot of emotion and we feel everything so intensely, so sometimes it might come across as aggressive, like we might be overly dramatic, I know I am, we might be overly happy, overly mad, but whatever emotion it is, we feel that a little excessively. So let's go way, way back. I was born in Cleveland, Ohio in a single family home with my mom and I had two siblings, I have a brother and a sister. They're both older than me. So my sister graduated high school by the time I was entering middle school and then by the time I was entering high school my brother was leaving high school. So I never had like a sibling in school with me and I didn't grow up with a close relationship with my siblings. So at times it felt like I was an only child, but I did have some friends growing up. I had a lot of girlfriends and they always kept that like womanhood spirit in me. Um, With that, I mean, I didn't really have much of like a role model or a mentor because I felt like I was growing up being an only child. And I'm also a military baby, my mom was in the Navy. So she was like, Sabre, you should join the military. Like, you know, follow my footsteps and shout out to everybody that took the military route. Y'all are so brave, you're so strong. Thank you for serving this country. I am not as courageous as you are in that sense. I just could not see myself joining the military. That's what, so I really commend anybody who has, cause it is like an amazing thing for you to sacrifice your life like that. So thank you for you making that decision because I didn't. <laughs> so instead of me following her footsteps and joining the military, I was honestly a little confused on what I wanted to do. Cause like I said, I didn't really have anyone to look up to to kind of show me the ropes. So with my friends growing up, I would just see where they're headed. I was listening to them or I was listening to TV. I was listening to like celebrities I heard and like the news. So my mentor or I guess my role model growing up was Tyra Banks. I loved that she was a supermodel growing up. I always wanted to model. I've actually been modeling since I was 15. I'm still modeling here in Chicago. I am a commercial model here. And I've really been loving it. Um, My goal growing up was to be on the cover of Vogue and um, to be on a billboard in the middle of New York City, to be in high fashion runway shows for top designers, but I mean as life goes on, plans change, things change, you grow and you learn and you evolve as a person and that's kind of what happened but in a way Tyra Banks is still my role model I did love that she was a supermodel that was like what she was my role model for like up front but I also really loved how above all she was a woman's advocate she had her own talk show and in my spirit even growing up I wanted to have that myself she would of course have guests on her show so I didn't know, at the time, I didn't know about podcasts. I mean, I'm a kid. I don't even know if podcasts were like that big of a thing when I was growing up, but I knew I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to follow her footsteps. I'm going to model and run my shows and I'm going to have my own TV show and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that because she's doing it and it looks amazing how she's doing it. So that was where my mind was at the time. And I guess ever since then, I've still kind of been using her as a, uh, as, a as a mood board, as a vision board to just really see like, okay, like, that is what I want to do. Like, I love how she did that. I mean, of course, I want to do it in my own way, but that is the path I wanted to take. And I guess ever since a child, I manifested that for myself. Just looking up to her throughout all the years, you don't even realize the things you manifest as a child until you grow up and you realize, like, oh wow, I really did love Tyra Banks as a kid and love everything she stood for. And it's actually resonating with me as an adult. I'm, actually, I'm kind of having like a revelation right now as I'm talking about it, but it's kind of crazy how that works. But anyway, so yeah, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, moved to Florida after a while. In Florida, I went to high school in a very small town. The, I mean, it was like a decent population, but there was like no homes. There was nothing fun to do. You couldn't really go out to dinners like you can in chicago can not go enjoy some nightlife like you can in chicago you can only do so much in the city that i was in but i had some friends there as well and i also did some college in florida before moving to chicago i love all of my friends that i made in florida i have a sisterhood in florida one of my best friends actually had a baby this past year one of my best friends bought a house i have best friends that are moving up in corporate at their jobs like like we're all really shooting up in our lives now. It's kind of crazy growing up with these people. We were so young, and I don't know if you girls have had this conversation, but when you have your friend group, and you're like, oh yeah, you're going to be the first one married, you're going to be the first one pregnant, and then you get older, and it's like, oh my gosh, like, you actually have a baby, you're actually getting married, like, these things are really happening for each other, so it's just kind of crazy, but, so anyway, so growing up in Florida, where I was living wasn't that populated with black women so I felt like I didn't really belong there. I had I did have friends. I still do have friends in Florida, but we aren't entirely the same type of woman. If you know what I mean. I mean I have some Hispanic friends, I have white friends, but I didn't really have a lot of black girlfriends. And it's it kind of hits different when you have friends that are you know of your own kind. You can relate to each other on a different level. So I wanted that. I wanted to be more around my people so I could understand my culture more, I could feel more comfortable in my environment, I would feel more myself because I have others around me who are like me. Also, at the time of me transitioning from Florida to Chicago was also the time of Trump becoming president, and that was also during the time of the Black Lives Matter movement. So, me being Black, me being very much a red state, I went to the protests, I... I actually stood up. Again, I had to quit my job because my job just wasn't sticking up for me. My job didn't have my back. And that was like a huge thing in itself. And I still felt so uncomfortable because there were so many things around me that just really had me like, you really don't support me. You really don't have my back. You're really not here for me. You don't. It made me feel like they didn't care about me. Not it being my friends, but just the city and the town I was in entirely. I felt like I just did not belong there, so I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to force myself to fit in here when there was an entire world ahead of me, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to make my exit, and that's what I did. So, packed all my stuff, moved to Chicago, I'd never been to Chicago, i never visited, didn't have friends and family. I do have a few family members that live way out in the suburbs. I don't even know what suburbs and they're not my close relatives. But if it was like a huge major, major, major emergency, I could find a way to get in touch with them and contact them. But I didn't have any like immediate family and friends that lived in Chicago. On top of me never visiting the city. But I still wanted to go because I saw Chicago on movies and on TVs and at the time my favorite artist was Chance the Rapper and I found out he was from Chicago and he made Chicago sound amazing so I was like okay like that's definitely where I want to go so then I just moved here I just made that leap and at first of course it was very scary it was very nerve-wracking it was pretty stressful but I feel like if you really hold your head up high and you stay determined and you, you really have faith and you know like you're on a mission, you know, you're meant to be there, you're meant to do this, you will make it and it will work out for you. And it has been working out for me. I have met so many amazing, amazing, amazing people here. I have met a partner here. I have so many, I've had so many job opportunities here. I've networked like crazy here. I moved here and I finally got signed as a model. And when I was in Florida, I was still freelancing and I was doing pretty well doing that. But my goal was to be signed. So it'd be a little easier than just I'll hear me in freelance. So moving here, I got signed within my first six months of living in Chicago. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. It's like, dang, I should have been came to Chicago if I knew it was going to be like that. But it's still like if you put your mind to something, you take that risk, you take that leap. There's really greatness on the other side of fear. And one of my biggest things is that I do become fearful. I do get really nervous. and I'm. But when I'm fearful of things, I'm not just like, afraid i'm just fearful of failure i'm feel fearful of the unknown it's like okay what if i make this leap what is going to happen for me what if i move across the country and it doesn't work out like what if i launch this podcast and it fails i'm always thinking of that but you still you just got it you don't know you, you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow so are you fearful to wake up in the morning i don't want it to sound like too deep but you shouldn't be fearful of life cuz every single day is something new is the unknown so i mean if you feel fearful of something that doesn't ne- necessarily mean you shouldn't do it fear is just an emotion but you should still do whatever task it is so like for example say you're at you're at work and your supervisor manager just made you so upset about something. You're in the middle of doing a task and they just made you super upset and you're on the verge of like popping off, going off. You might be on the verge of a mental breakdown, crying hysterically. You might have to go to the break room and like take a break but you're still performing this task because you know that's what you need to be doing at this time. You know you're getting paid to do whatever task even though they just made you mad. Are you gonna stop doing the task because you're mad or are you still gonna continue doing it? See, anger is just an emotion but your actions don't have to be relative to that emotion. When you're angry, you don't have to scream and cry and, and really show actions of how upset you are. You can still be calm and collected, but still angry. So this resonates with what I'm saying of fear, as in you can be fearful in the emotion, but you don't have to act on being fearful. Have you ever been scared to go on a roller coaster and then you go on that roller coaster and you're like wow that was so much fun and it's an adrenaline rush and the adrenaline rush brings excitement I think that's really the Aries in me I love a good adrenaline rush but I still have these like crazy nerves and I get so anxious before getting on that roller coaster but then it's like okay like I'm next in line like the time is coming I gotta go I gotta get on this coaster I mean of course you don't have to you can always step right off and it's like do you really want to do that or do you want to go on the roller coaster and see how it's going to be do you want to experience that or do you want to just stay fearful get off of it and you hear everybody else raving about it and you're standing in the corner holding everybody's bags no you want to get on it's only a few seconds like it's literally what a 15 20 20 second ride then you get off and you never have to do it again you never got to do it again and then it was amazing unless you want to do it again you know you might love and you're like No, i'm about to get right back in line because that wasn't bad at all and i'm not scared of it anymore so just, just make that leap, make that jump, step into the unknown, see how it goes. So uh, yeah, that's how I ended up in Chicago, <laughs> long story short. And like I said, it has really been working out. I was heavy on my medi- my uh, manifestation and my affirmations. I was the type to like really follow the full moon in the new year. I would have a notebook or a calendar actually, and every single month of the calendar, I would make a a note of when it was a full moon and a new moon so then that night i'll get home and i'll like write in my journal rip out the page and burn it or i would sleep with the uh, window cracked a little bit and i'll put all my little crystals at the window just so they can recharge things like that or i would like list out my manifestations read them all out loud put it under my pillow and i just did this constantly i'm not entirely sure if it really did much to be honest with you but still okay so Here's my take on manifestation. Let's just get into it while we're here right now. I feel like whatever you believe in is what will work out for you. So whatever you believe the universe is doing for you, whatever way you see the universe giving you signs is how the universe will give you those signs. So if you're one to believe in angel numbers, I know I believe in angel numbers. If I see 111, 222, 333, and so on... I feel like that's the universe speaking to me and I know that's the universe speaking to me because the universe knows that I'm listening when I see those numbers so it's going to speak to me in those numbers some people have spirit animals when you see a monarch butterfly or when you see a a corgi puppy that's your spirit animal and that means something to you so the universe is like okay I see that you're listening to me through this even though I can't physically be there so I'm still going to speak to you in those ways so that's how I view like beliefs and, and manifestations. So you can of course believe in crystals, believe in, believe in whatever you want to believe in. That's you know first and foremost. But me putting the crystals on my windowsill, ripping out the paper, putting it under my pillow, that tied into my manifestations. Yes, but I feel like above all, writing those things down and doing and speaking them into existence. You speaking them into existence is really just keeping it at the forefront of your brain so you're always thinking about it. So if you're always thinking about it, you're always probably working on it or you're always wanting to work on it. So it's not like you're speaking it to the universe like, hey, universe, I want to launch this podcast tomorrow. You're saying, I want to launch this podcast tomorrow every single day and you saying that is keeping in your head like okay I want to launch this podcast I want to launch this podcast and then your brain just keeps going back to that keeps going back to that because now you're thinking about it. It's not the universe like oh I heard you here you go. It's no it's yourself making that happen for you because it's it's on your brain. So now it's working with you. Your brain is working with your soul. So mind, body and spirit that is all connected and that's all tied together whenever you're thinking in your mind is what's going to be connected to your spirit and also then connected to your body so with manifestations is also how i got to this position also with this position now i'll kind of start getting tied into how i came about flaws and all so flaws and all the title popped into my head recently but the idea i've had this idea for about three years now I have wanted to make a women's empowerment organization because I really just wanna be a sister. I'm so big on sisterhood. I'm so big on connectedness and togetherness. And I feel like a lot of that is from my past when I didn't have that growing up. So I want to be that. I wanna be like, I really wanna be there for women because we really need somebody. And like this life is hard. And I also really just want to provide resources because I didn't have those resources provided for me. I will go out into the world, not knowing what to do, not knowing what's what, not knowing information on certain things, and even right now, I don't have, um, I don't have benefits, I don't have like health insurance because it's expensive, so I don't go to therapy. So my only therapy is what my friends tell me, or the YouTube videos, or interviews, or books that I read, and I feel like that's terrible. So I want, I want to provide those resources for others who. Aren't able to provide that for themselves or don't know how to look for it. I'm not one to gatekeep. If you follow my Instagram, I'll be like, I'll post on my story, like, these chips are so fire. Y'all gotta try these chips. Or I just did an Ulta haul. Here's everything I got from Ulta. I love this. I'm trying this and this is new, but you should get something with these ingredients because I still love it. You know, whatever. So I want to be a resource for others at the end of the day. So that's what flaws and all will be. will be a resource for women i'll be providing um like tips and ideas or advice or even like like literal resources on books i've read on the topics i'll be discussing articles i've read interviews i've listened to women speakers like ted talks that i've listened to or even products if um, we're talking about skincare one day or if we're talking about health and fitness and i want to tell you about nutrition i'll still be be providing certain products that work out for me or the research that I found about from like estheticians and beauty gurus and uh, fitness gurus I'll still be sharing all that and then also local and global organizations because it's one thing to hear somebody talking about it but it's also nice to have that bond that in-person bond we're no longer in COVID we don't need to be hidden out in our homes and also because of COVID a lot of us have developed this um Like social anxiety, almost because we are all just in our homes for so long, so we don't really know how to engage and connect with other people anymore. So, to help rebuild that, it would be nice to visit like women groups or even organizations in general, whether it be with women or whether it be with kids. I started working with kids recently and I absolutely love it, highly recommend it. Kids are amazing, kids are literally the future, so we should be there for them, we should encourage them, we should. Kind of help show them the ropes again because I didn't have that so I want to be that asset for others and then just at the end of the day like kids are just fun and why not just have a good time with kids I i growing up I didn't love kids I thought they were sticky I thought they were a little stinky I thought they were messy but hanging out with them each day they're actually a lot of fun they are extremely extremely smart and you can tell that they're gonna go far so I definitely say you know if you can like volunteer with some kids or get a job as a program instructor or a teacher, or if you have siblings, like younger siblings or nieces and nephews, take them to the park, take them to the movies. I like, definitely hang out with them often because that's literally our future and they need that. Just imagine when you were a child, what you needed, these children still need that. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do with flaws and all, and I'm super excited about it. <laughs> So yeah, so flaws and All is really just created to uh, provide resources and advice to women who struggle with like self-love, self-acceptance, self-motivation. So I will be doing a lot of, um, all my podcasts will be on the topics of like self-esteem or um, like social anxiety, like I said, health and fitness, skincare, care, a bunch of different things. At the end of the day, I really want women to love themselves to know that they are worthy know that they have a purpose know that there are others here for them know that we are all very similar in so many ways and that just by listening to each other talking to each other we can learn so much from one another so i would want to be that vessel for others to really know like yeah we do have a lot in common let's talk about it let's just talk about it let's talk it out Or hear what I have to say, listen to the resources that I found. And I'll also be, um, of course, noting those resources so you can follow up on them. I'd want you to read those books. I'd want you to listen to those interviews, listen to those, those very powerful women and gain something from them. So the main purpose of Flaws and All, the main idea, the main point of it is to really love yourself. Flaws and all. Before we are anything else, before we are even a woman, we are a human being, okay? We all have flaws, if you even want to consider them flaws, because nobody's perfect anyway. So it's really just love yourself in your entirety. Love your person, in your soul, everything that you bring to the table, everything that you offer. You are so worthy, you are so deserving, and you have a purpose here. We all have some type, some purpose to be here. Maybe you haven't found it yet but everything you are doing, everything is still following you and leading you into your purpose, leading you into what you are going to be, even what you want to be. It may just take some time, but you're definitely well on your way. So with all of that being said, thank you for tuning into my first video. I hope you got a little bit of insight on me. And of course I'm gonna be sharing more about myself. That was just a little, a very broad, broad picture for you. There are so many bitty little things inside of that to get to know me and I hope you really stay tuned into this podcast thank you so much for tuning in I hope you enjoyed it I hope you you know come back to the next one the next one is where we'll really be getting into the topics that I want to start discussing and I'll be you know providing some resources for you all to take away do your own homework but yeah I hope you liked it um and love yourself love yourself that's that's really it just I really really hope you start loving yourself or continue loving yourself Flaws and Awe